The gospel today is from the book of Luke, the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth to Galilee in Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be. Good tidings and God's peace to you on this holy night when Christ was born. The time had come for Mary to deliver her child. As I thought about these words, I was transported back in time to the birth of my own daughter. The time had come for me to deliver my child, but unfortunately there was no time to get to the hospital. Praise be to God, my little one entered the world surrounded by helpers, my husband for one, the 911 operator on the speakerphone, or as I like to call her, a holy presence on the line, fire trucks with sirens and flashing lights, and two Minneapolis paramedics who snuck in on the scene at the last moment and told me, and I kid you not, do not fear. <laughs> they had done this once or twice before. It was chaotic and messy and it happened in a flash and I can hardly remember it 
but one moment stays with me and will forever. So when she entered the world, and I won't go into the gory details, she made no sound. For the longest time it seemed, I waited, I closed my eyes, I prayed, I listened for a wail, a booming cry, a sign of health and vigor. Instead, I struggled to hear something else. I don't even know how to describe it to you, but it was like this chirp, like really faint and fragile, like the tiny squeak of a nuthatch. Had I just given birth to a baby bird? I didn't much care either way. All I knew as I held her in my arms was that she was pure love in flesh. I so wish Mary, the mother of God, could tell us her birth story. She only gets one verse. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth. So pristine, so effortless, so cozy, I'm sorry, I am quite sure there was much more to Mary's birth story than that. History tells us that in the time of Jesus' birth, the days were dark and the world was broken. A foreign regime occupied the land and oppressed the Jewish people, and Mary was an unwed pregnant teenager, and she was surely subject to shame. She and Joseph were forced to travel for a Roman census 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem, more than a week's journey on foot at nine months pregnant, oof. When her birth pangs began, the couple was far from home, needed to, needed to find a place for her to labor. And I just had this wondering about that place she finally found to lie down and what it smelled like. Animals and hay, manure and tears, sweat and birth. How chaotic and beautiful Jesus' birth must have been. And how weary and broken the world was then, as it is now. And yet, into this mess of a world, Christ was born. Because of this mess of a world, Christ was born. The time had come. How did Jesus' first cries sound to Mary? Were they meek and mild to mark God's quiet entry into this world? Were they piercing and unceasing to signal that a radical love for all was breaking into creation all at once? I suspect, like any mother, Mary heard her son cry and in that moment took it in like it was the oxygen of hope, a liberating hope for her and for the whole world of which the angel had already declared. This hope she had carried with her in her heart all these long months. The time had come and God's ancient promise moved into our neighborhood in the form of this gritty, 
fleshy hope for all people. And in that moment, the world surrendered. Joseph leans into the impossible, abiding by Mary's side to witness what is being birthed into the world. I don't know, maybe he even helped with the delivery. Where there was no room, someone makes room for Mary and Joseph in the only place they had left with the animals. Strips of cloth are delivered for swaddling, and a trough with hay doubles for a cradle like like a dresser drawer might do the same thing uh, with blankets. Could it be that Christ was born in the home of Joseph's extended family that was bursting at the seams with his relatives? And then there were those angels bending their voices in praise to God and shepherds with dirt in their fingernails and sleep in their eyes who leave their night post, surround this child with love, and then go and tell of God's great gift. We tend to read into Mary's birth story all that it seems to lack, But when you think about it, provision is made one person, one moment at a time. And there's this sigh, this collective surrendering to hope. And so my question for you today is where are you breathing in the oxygen of hope this season? Is it in the cry of a newborn is in the papery, thin flesh of a loved one as you hold their hand at the bedside? Is it in a red cardinal who's staring back at you from a shrub outside your window? Is it in the words of a friend who tells you that you are enough? Even in the midst of grief and conflict, and war and mess, Christ breathes into our moments and helps us take the very next step. God's promise of forgiveness, peace, and justice is accomplished one person, one moment at a time, and that is quite something. And if you are in a place tonight where hope is hard to find, that is okay too. God is with you in that place too. If you can, look around you. This church is bursting with the body of Christ that has gathered here to help you breathe until at last the oxygen returns. The time had come in all the fullness and space and time and divine love. God entered this world in a child in Bethlehem to be with you, to love you through and through and through. In the fourth century words of St. Ambrose, marvel now, O heaven and O earth, God has chosen such a birth. Amen.